Hey, this is Lucky Yates. Hey there, this is Jimmy Simpson. Hello, this is Brad Sherwood. Hi, this is Claire Coffey. This is Andy Daly. Hey there, this is Kevin Durant. Hi, I'm Chris Barnell. Hey, this is TJ Fines. Hey y'all, this is David Hoffman. You are listening to Next Level Radio. Have fun. It's time for the Showcast. And now, here they are, those pop culture junkies and your hosts, Ben Beck, Adam Gorey, and Steve Richards. All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of the Showcast Spotlight here on the Next Level Podcast Network. I am Ben Beck, joined by my co-host, Adam Gorey, and it is the last week of 2016 uh, which means this is the last edition of the Showcast Spotlight before we go into a bigger and better 2017. But that's not to say our final guest of the year. Uh, we're definitely going out on a high note. This is a gentleman that uh, Adam and I had an opportunity to meet in person back in May at uh, Heroes and Villains Fan Fest, New York, New Jersey. And he couldn't have been a nicer guy We've been trying to get him on for a couple months now. Schedule's just not working out, but we're glad he's finally joining us. Uh, you would know him as Curtis Holt, a.k.a. Mr. Terrific on the CW show Arrow. Please welcome to the Showcast Spotlight, Mr. Echo Cullum. Echo, uh, thanks for joining us, man. Oh, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, we're glad we finally, uh, we're, we're glad we're finally having the opportunity to talk to you. I know we were, uh, as I mentioned, you were very receptive and very uh, a super nice guy when we had the chance to meet you in uh, at Heroes and Villains. And I got to say, the one thing I think Adam and I noticed the most about you, other than the fact that you were extremely tall, uh, is <laughs> your sneaker game is on point, man. <laughs> I, I think you were... I think they you were, were gold. Yeah, like these gold... Sneakers, I think they're like gold uh, Chuck Taylors. Oh yeah, they're Adidas. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, I've been a sneakerhead my whole life. Um, I used to only collect like Chuck Taylors and PF Flyers, and then recently I get more into like Jordans and my other Nikes and stuff like that. But yeah, I've always liked the nice pair of sneaks, man. It's just something that made me happy, I, especially because when I was a kid. I had, like, all the bootleg shoes. Like, we didn't have Jordans, but I would have, like, XJ900, so, like, a muscly Jordan on it, and I will get roasted at school. <laughs> and so I think it's part of that. Like, I was going to have to make me get <laughs> Yeah, that was definitely one thing that stood out, and I know we, met, we I think we mentioned that to you, too, when we, uh, when we mm-hmm. had the chance to talk to you. I'm sure a lot of people. Yeah. Did. First two things everybody probably <laughs> said was, you're really tall and your sneakers are really awesome. <laughs> That's very accurate, actually. Very accurate. Uh, so, I mean, I want to jump into Arrow real quick before we get into anything else, obviously. You know, we mentioned that you play Curtis, a.k.a. You know, you're now, you've stepped up to the mantle of Mr. Terrific. And I'm curious, when you auditioned for the role, were you familiar with Curtis or at least who uh, or and who Curtis became? eventually in the comic books or was this a complete new character to you i was familiar with mr terrific um i had never read his singular volume uh series mind games though uh but when they dropped that bomb on me after audition i was like wait because i I try to keep abreast of all the black superheroes (laughs) (laughs) um but uh so i definitely knew all of them and like i said when they they told me it was this character was going to become that superhero. I was definitely blown away. 
So I mean, were you antsy then when you like just constantly waiting? When is this going to happen? When is this going to happen in the show? Or did you just bide your time? You, you know, I think I, you know, I, I very much was just biding my time. You know, I, I definitely have a lot of faith and trust for the writers of the show and the producers, and you know, they've been really doing a, a great job. And so, I definitely wanted to happen. Was anxious for it to happen. Um, and I think that they took the right amount of time to do it, though, to really try to introduce Curtis and really see him go through this journey to become this hero. I think his his biggest superpower is uh, putting those cornrows in so damn fast. I don't know how. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <I> mean, <laughs> That's the one I, thing I, my I, wife always says. <laughs> <laughs> I probably get that more than anything else now. Really? How does he put his cornrows in? <laughs> That's the I'm same like, way you know, Oliver gets dressed. Like flash. <laughs> I know the um the mask obviously the costume that they have you in in the show is very very similar to how it is in the comic books and that's one of the things I really applaud the writers and the producers of the show on is that I mean they get the detail down right when it comes to some of these you know costumes that you guys are in uh but i'm mm-hmm. curious i'm curious logistically though the t on your face what exactly mm-hmm. is it and how do they pull that off is it like a latex <clears throat> that just form fits to your face it's a prosthetic that we have to glue to my face uh and then they do some uh makeup around my lip because uh, because I, I talk too much and eat too much so <laughs> that can ruin some parts of the mask but they Mainly prosthetic, though, that we glue on. It takes about an hour and a half each time to get it put on. But it's, I, I really do like the, the costume, too. And, um, you know, we have another, it's going to be a different iteration of it. This is kind of like the prototype one. Mm-hmm. And so he'll be having an upgrade in the uh, second half of the season. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty badass, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. I think it looks good. Mm-hmm. You'd see a lot of, uh, I mean, we, we mentioned we uh, met you at a con. Do you see a lot of uh, Mr. Terrific's popping up now? You know, I've seen a couple, and it's very cool, you know, um, to see the character getting a little bit more love, because I think he's a really dope and deep, introspective character, and has a lot of different, you know, sides to him, and has really been through a lot, but, you know, still presses beers and pushes forward, and I think he's a totally badass, so it's, it's great to see the knowledge of that character coming more into the zeitgeist, and, you know, I think every time I see somebody, it just kind of makes me smile. Yeah. I know, you, you know, you mentioned, you know, following the black superheroes and, and such, which is I, I love being able to see on television as well, because you don't get to see as much of it as you should. Uh, but one of yeah, the other sure. one of the other things, you know, that's great about your character is not only, you know, other than being a black superhero, but he's also a homosexual um, superhero as well. Was that something I'm wondering what your thoughts were on going into that when you when you took the role? Was that something you were comfortable with or was it something you just kind of had to adjust to a little bit? I mean, for me, I was definitely comfortable with doing that role. I mean, I feel like, you know, we need to have more representation of different people and, you know, different backgrounds, whether it be LGBTQ or, you know, your religious beliefs or whatnot. Um, and for me, I came from a very um, LGBTQ-friendly household growing up, so much so, in fact, that one of my parents was actually uh, LGBT. Uh, you and you know for me it was kind of a, a, a cool way to kind of give back to them and like see them be proud to see this character portrayed on screen and all the countless friends I have who I'm very close to in the community and stuff like that I really appreciate a lot of it and 
for me, it was, like, really important to not play up any type of stereotypes or any type of, you know, I, I don't want to be, like, sassy or, you know, I just want to be a regular guy because so many people in this, in that community are just regular people and, you know, they come in all shapes, sizes yeah. and types mm-hmm. and, you know, I didn't know he was gay when I really went into audition for it. Uh, and so I just approached it as, hey, this really smart guy is in the scene and really trying to, you know, connect with Felicity and trying to solve his thing. And then when they said he was that, you know, for me it was like, that doesn't change him. That's great, you know. <laughs> like, right. you know, I definitely think that's a great way to take it, and I'd love to see more of that on TV. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you play you play it perfectly, like exactly how you're saying you want it to play. Because at this stage, I mean, I know we haven't seen much of his partner lately, but either way, at this stage in the game, it's not even really a forethought in your mind. You know, it's just kind of part of Curtis. Yeah, totally, totally. You know, I used to work uh, with Sean Hayes on this show called Sean Saves the World, and he would always say this cool thing about his character because his character was also gay. And he would say, yeah, he's gay, but it's like the fifth most important thing about him. There's a lot going on there. It's important to him, but he doesn't live through his sexuality. Yeah, not right. that one to Yeah, Yeah, it's perfect. I know one of the other things that uh, I got a kick out of at one point during this season is seeing Curtis attempt ladder that Oliver does, <laughs> and we know that Stephen Amell can actually do in real life as well. Uh, yeah. Was it an act that he was that you were so bad at it, or can you actually do it? <laughs> you know, I'm close, man. I'm close. Like, for me, my height, I think, makes it a little bit more difficult for me to get the rhythm mm-hmm. yeah. down pat, because it's not just about strength. It's just this rhythm, rhythmatic thing that you kind of got to get. But I, I can do, like, two wrongs. <laughs> but it's that's very tough. It is better very, than none. Very, very tough. Huh? I said that's better than none. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and that's recently, like, you know, I've been really hitting the gym and working out a lot more. And, you know, I, I've had to battle injuries over the past couple of years. You know, I'm an actively fit person, and I'm just kind of getting over one a couple months ago. So now that I'm back in, you know, I'm getting more into shape and able to, like, attack more of stuff like the semi ladder. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I, I mean, uh, no lie. I saw. I follow you on Instagram and, and Snapchat. I don't remember which one it was, but you posted a picture, and dude, you look ripped, man. I gotta say. <laughs> oh, thanks, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I want like fifteen more pounds of muscle, and then I'll, I'll feel great, you know. But the problem is, when I get to this point, usually my body gets injured for some reason. Like I'll, I'll try to go further, but you know, I'm being just very cautious and careful right now to make sure that I can continue to still have an arm because I have these rotator, I've, I've sprained both my rotator cuffs, so I'm just being careful. Oh, wow, yeah. I'm going to have to get you on our uh, our health and fitness podcast, too, at some point. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Mm. Uh, we mentioned earlier on, too, that, you know, how we met you uh, back in May at a con, and I actually went to, uh, I was in Atlanta for Heroes and Villains as well, Mm-hmm. And I act- I moderated the first Arrow panel on Saturday. I was I was supposed to moderate your panel as well, and I was actually really bummed uh, that it it got switched up in the person that moderated your panel too. Because I I wanted to be on stage with you, and I got the chance to meet Neil McDonough Saturday night and, and oh, such. Yeah. Um, but do you, I'm 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 assuming did, are you a fan of going to the cons? Because we've seen you at a number of them already. Oh yeah, man! I I love the cons for me it's like those are my people <laughs> you know like i'm <laughs> i grew up very much 
immersed into nerd culture and everything. Like, I, I cannot talk, stop talking to my friends about Gwent right now. I'm like, dude, you have to get Gwent, which is like a card game based off a of video game. <laughs> and, I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, no, trust me, get it. But, like, I am, like, just super nerdy. And so every time I go there, like, I always get, like, cool swag or, like, walk the floor and buy, like, you know, some pop toys or some figurines or some art. So for me, it's, like, going to cons is, like, life. You know, yeah. like, I, I look forward to doing multiple cons every year. And this is just a different spin in my career where, like, I actually get to go as one of the people, like, who people are coming to see now as opposed to just going to see people in art and stuff like that. But yeah. it's, I love the time. Yeah. Are you doing mostly just the uh, heroes and villains? Or are you um, coming out to any other uh, smaller ones? I do mainly the biggest ones like E3, Comic-Con. Uh, but I'm starting to get more into, <clears throat> like, WizardCon and little things that uh, a couple of my friends are, like, talking about, like, back in Chicago and stuff like that. <clears throat> so I'm just trying to expand a little bit more and hit up more. Yeah, we they yeah, I'll tell you what, they become addicting. I mean, we, right now it's kind of like the off-season for us at least, and, and I think cons in general for the most part. But, you know, mm-hmm. once, like, the spring hits up and the, the cons start up again, like, we're just like, oh, yeah. as soon as one's over, we're ready to go to the next one. Oh heck yeah! Like Dragon Con, all that stuff. Yeah, I want to hit up a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, we, we everybody says Dragon Con's awesome, and we keep uh, that's like one of our bucket list cons to go to. Yeah, me too. I haven't done one yet. Um, one one thing, and not to change topics too quickly, and this is completely off topic though. Um, <laughs> I have a two year old, so we have the Disney Channel on all the time, and I, I see that you do a voice on Elena of Avalor. Yeah, I've caught a few episodes, and, and I think I've only uh, heard you in, in one that I've seen, but I see you're in uh, quite a few, so, I mean, how'd you mm-hmm. kind of get uh, get into that? You know, I do uh, some voiceover work uh, in my spare time whenever I can. <clears throat> um, I started doing it probably three years ago. I've done, like, a couple episodes of Rick and Morty and, like, American Dad and some other cool stuff. It's something I would love to be more immersed in in the future, absolutely, because I just, since I was a kid, I just always had, like, a thousand different voices, you know, <laughs> that I would do and impersonations and original characters and stuff like that. So, for me, like, I would I would love to be, like, on a, a series as a voiceover actor, for sure. Did they, uh, did they have you doing any singing? Because I know that show has some songs. Oh, yeah, yeah. I did. I had to do a song on <laughs> there. Um, I'm actually, I'm on this other show movie called Pig Goat Banana Cricket as well. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, I was I curious know. about that. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. I, did, I played this um, character on there. What's his name? Little Dr. Dirty. And he's a dead <laughs> rapper who comes back to life. <laughs> yeah, rap and does all this silly stuff. Um, but yeah, I... I I love the voiceover industry, man. I want to do a lot more. I would love to be in video game voiceovers, especially. Like, that's, like, a dream that I would love to accomplish one day. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And as far as the singing mm-hmm. goes, too, I mean, you're definitely with uh, an elite group of yeah. other people when it comes mm-hmm. to, you know, Arrow and Legend. Oh, yeah. Ashley on these Barrowman shows. and all of them. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. yeah. Yeah, Barrowman, Grant Gustin, and now Melissa Benoit, mm-hmm. you know, from Melissa, Supergirl. And yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know. I hear uh, Mel's a pretty good singer, too. <laughs> I've seen yeah, him. Yeah, he's all right. <laughs> right? <laughs> he, <gets it. laughs> he says he's not that good, but he can do it. He can hold his own. Um, uh, before we let you go, too, obviously one of the big mm-hmm. things from this season was the four-part crossover. You know, it was Invasion, yeah. which, man, 
we were totally psyched about and we were, you know, hoping it was going to live up to every expectation and it did. I mean, it was, it completely blew us away, but you know, the better part of it too, was the fact that it was also the arrow hundredth episode. And I'm curious, you know, how much fun was it to be able to interact with all these other characters, especially like Melissa who came over from Supergirl and yeah. And that, that was literally like, stuff that I think dreams are made of. You know, like, I grew up watching the original Flash show on WGN and Channel 9 in Chicago and stuff like that, and getting to, like, have a scene with the Flash and Supergirl, it was like, holy crap. Like, you know, <laughs> I mean, I know I'm, like, blessed and fortunate to get to be a part of, you know, the superhero realm and the comic book realm, because I think those are some of the best stories in the world, and um, that really encaps- encapsulated it for me, and just like, holy crap it was kind of like really surreal moment like holy like i'm in the scene with them like actually doing this you know it was really cool um yeah i know it's like it's as a fan you know as fans of these shows too like we we're living in a time where we never thought we'd ever see things like this on television and i mean I, i can imagine somebody like you who's engrossed in this nerd culture as you say you know who not only is watching something like this happen on television, but you're a part of it. You know, that's you're forever ingrained in, in what we see now. And it's gotta be an incredible (laughs) feeling, uh, you know, to be part of that. I know just as a fan alone, the first time, um, we got to see the hall of justice, uh, you know, from, you know, the old cartoon or what they made out to look like the hall of justice. I think I audibly squealed. (laughs) <laughs> as, a, as a fanboy, you know, to see something like that is amazing. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, one other thing before we let you go, I like mm-hmm. I had mentioned uh, seeing on Instagram or Snapchat again. I don't remember which it is, but anyone listening at Echo Kells on Instagram and then just Echo Kells on Snapchat, um, mm-hmm. you actually got to kind of direct something recently. It, it didn't show up on IMDb, yeah. so I don't remember what it was called. Yeah, um, it's this thing that I wrote been created with a couple of my friends um, called Assassins Anonymous, and it's about these CIA agents who basically are kind of decommissioned and have to go to group therapy to kind of get reacclimated back to their <laughs> lives outside of that. Um, and so we wrote it and kind of pitched it to my comedy theater, UCB, who has a production deal with Universal Cable. And so they gave us a little money to shoot a pilot presentation for it. And so I directed it, and it was awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Is there any yeah. chance that we're going to see it pop up sometime? Well, we definitely hope to. We're uh, taking out the new year to try to show them what we shot and try to hopefully get them to commission a pilot from us. And, uh, yeah, we definitely want to want to get it out there. All right, cool. Is that is that something you want to pursue one day, too, like uh, more directing? Cause Absolutely, I know. Yeah, directing is kind of where I want to segue to. Oh, cool. I love acting, and I probably will always act, but I I feel like directing is what I really want to dive into out here. Oh, that's awesome. I was going to say, because we, I mean, we'd seen James Bamford have started out as the stunt coordinator and uh, director on Arrow, and now, or uh, yeah. fight coordinator on Arrow, and now he directed a few episodes, including, I think, yeah. The 100th, right? And he's great, yeah. And he, did, yeah he did The 100th, and he's one of my favorite yeah, we, we've talked. Oh, to, we, I mean, we talked to him a, a long time ago, probably a couple of years ago, and he's just so busy now; it's hard to get him back on too. But that'd be yeah, cool. Maybe, yeah. uh, maybe you can get into a, an episode of Arrow then. Yeah, I would love to. Yeah. 
Uh, before we let you go, Echo, one more question. Without any spoilers, what can we expect when Arrow returns in January? Uh, man, you can <laughs> definitely expect us to deal with the fallout of the mid-season finale, man. I mean, there will be a lot of answers in that first episode back, but, you know, you're really going to see us really digging into that team aspect for the rest of the season and really taking Prometheus head-on, you know? Yeah. So, well, I mean, we're looking forward to the show coming back as we are looking forward to all the other shows coming back. and. uh we uh, we're definitely glad we finally got to talk to you, man. We're glad we finally had you on, especially as our, yeah. our final guest of the year, man. It's a it's a big awesome. deal for us. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me so much, guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Uh, and obviously, as Adam mentioned too, we want to encourage our listeners to follow you on Twitter at Echo K and on Snapchat uh, at Echo Kellum on Snapchat. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Instagram at Echo Kells. Boom. There you go. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll encourage all of our listeners to uh, to follow you on all social media. And, uh, Echo, thanks again for joining us, man. This is great. Yeah, thanks. thank you guys so much for having me. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys, we'll join you back in 2017 with another Showcast Spotlight down the road. Take care.